Hello, buddies. Hello. I think they heard most of that one. <laughs> Holy smokes, I did it right. Uh, and welcome to another edition of uh, The Darklands. Uh, I heard that nice <laughs> mark in there. Uh, just so all of you know, uh, everyone here at Tabletop Buddies is 21 years of age. We do not condone underage drinking and always drink responsibly. Ryan gave me so much shit for so many months, and I have gotten it fucking down. I'm 21 and a few rotations Shut extra. Up. <laughs> right, so last that we left off here in the Darklands is uh, Beetle and Benji left Reynoldton. They left Reynoldton because uh, Beetle, from a courier, got a summons to return back to Midmarch at his earliest convenience uh, because of some issue with an ally of his. Yeah. Upon leaving, uh, William Mazarin, Mr. Mazarin, gifted uh, Mia a magically conjured uh, armor warhorse to you. You and Benji began making your way to mid-March when <laughs> you met a very unique figure. To say the least. <laughs> Some sort of vase slash pot with arms and legs that invited you to the Meso District. Largo, Fargo, whatever. <laughs> Larden. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, with conversation with him, uh, you kind of asked, like, how did you get here? Like, what's the issue? And he alluded to a couple of figures that jumped him. Some sort of bone and yellow and flower. And as you began to explore the woodlands where he was trapped you found a hanging humanoid figure as well as some yellow slime the previously believed uh, dead figure awoke laughed at you pulled out his eyes and then the body finally went limp yep you and Benji just made your way as much as you could until a temporary possession happened. Essentially trying to turn the two of you against each other. You were both still alive and well, made camp, and arrived in the morning. As odd as it is to say, to an unfamiliar sight, you saw... Brand new homes constructed, even more homes being built. You saw all of those souls, those spirit, those ghostly spectral figures that you saw in Maddox's tomb that were trapped, almost in an undead limbo. Now humanoid flesh, back to life, curse broken, and even more of a breath of fresh air, uh into the town, the city of Midmarch. As Beetle would, <laughs> you want to visit one of your best pals. You dropped uh, yourself, Mia, and Benji off at Easton's Pub, engaged in a little bit of conversation, which is where we pick up. To begin this, we're going to change the Eric rule a little bit. Buddies, sure. roll 4d6 is George, you as well. 4d6? Okay, I can do that. Do you want, like, the total of the 4, or 1 by 1? Uh, total. Total. Okay, so 5 and... 12. 14. Ooh, nice. Oh, and a keyword, because we were both kind of into last session that I'd lost over. Raspberry. 
Or should we just make it raspberry again? We'll just do raspberry again sure. and keep it simple for our old minds. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, just the last session was kind of a doozy. It was. <laughs> okay, so, um, anything you would like to discuss with Easton before, uh, I believe it was something along the lines of he had something to show you and you both kind of knew what uh, he was referring to. We're just going to eat and drink our food. Yep. Just chat about anything and everything before we get down to business. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, obviously there's been a, there's been a bit of change. I'm not complaining, if anything, thankful, you know, more customers, more work, everything, everything has steadily picked up. Um, again, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, and this is not to discredit you, because I know that there are more, right? There's more people to credit. Where is, um, where is, uh, uh Sawyer? Oh, he's with the rest. It's just me and Benji that came back right oh. now. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Great. Um, and... No, I don't mean anything disheartening. He, uh, Sawyer, he's uh, he checks out. He's you know sound. He's all okay. Okay. Um, as strange as it is to say, perhaps I should just let you enjoy your meals before I show you. Well, you know. And he just begins to walk away. He seems pretty beat up. You haven't ever really seen Easton this way. I get up and I follow him. And I just embrace him in a big... Cat hug, bear hug, whatever you want to call it. Beats, uh, should I come with? Is this a private thing? Okay, this is a private... I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. I'm so hungry, and you can see he just like steals one of your strips of bacon. I just chuckle. <laughs> you just kind of enjoy this quick moment where you can tell. It's not that Easton is uncomfortable. It's just he kind of has to put up this masculine front. He's like, okay, that's enough, and it's almost like a playful like elbow. <laughs> back at you like of course there's no like points of damage it's playful like okay you fucker oh get back here you know you liked it so i and guess um i guess uh make a diplomacy check for me just just really quick because i think i think it's the easiest still check to work out here and the fairest You just want me to do that. 35. 35. You see, he doesn't... Uh, Easton doesn't really go in front of you. He more of goes in between uh, you and Benji and kind of slaps the table, you know, just palm down. Well, I guess if the small one can't pay, you need to wash my dishes. And you can see his eyes aren't darting towards the kitchen. It isn't where he's talking about. He's more of talking to like your uh, western side to the side door actually where you and Sawyer shared that conversation one night. And begins to walk away. I follow... Eastern and Elise Benji. I mean, I can cover. Is there a problem, Beats? Nah, just. I, I've got money. Help him out and do the dishes for a little while. He's exhausted, worried, and he won't turn down any help. As you say, 
won't turn down any help. You know, you begin leaving and you look back and as you look back you see uh you see Benji both of his hands together just like full of gold and silver. Oh, so he doesn't this I misunderstood. I'll just I'm on it and you see like he now has to like organize and separate his coins all over again he grabs an apron like he's so ready to do like everything that you said it's just man like if, if anything it's a lack of charisma and understanding yeah and you leave out that same door and follow easton yes i do uh as you do, uh, that door opening, you know, it wasn't locked or anything. And as you're kind of just like waiting for him to be there and to guide you, um, he is not. Instead, a door that kind of makes a U shape and curves uh, downwards and to the right is swinging open and shut. It's weird because it's not windy outside. I go through the door. You take note and begin following through into the lower chambers of Easton's pub. As you do, okay. it's, you know, it's it's pretty just in general, there's no good way to put it. It's just, it's pretty dark. There isn't much or any torchlight, lantern, anything like that, but you do hear the footsteps and hear the breathing of Easton about 35, 40 feet in front of you. And there's kind of this like tapping, this, you know, like fingernails across a desk and then a double slap about 20 feet ahead of you. And you see that shape turn to the left. What's going on, Easton? It's not that he's ignoring it's how would okay um as you say what's going on you go about 15 feet forwards where you heard that slap against the walls and instead of feeling that rocky stone floor it's almost it's almost like you're breaking it underneath you it's almost like you're feeling parchment Uh, Take another step forward, there's no parchment. I attempt to go through this part. Okay, that's maybe not right. You retract, turn, plant your right foot. And then you hear that actual sound of the same one you just heard. Okay, now you're going the right way. That's almost like a signal. Mm. It's like, there we are. And it's strange that the the darkness, it's not causing discomfort. It's more of reassurance that you're amongst a trusted friend. And as you're just kind of, you know, walking along, waiting, like what's around you, feel an immediate grasp at both of your shoulders. It's just me. Okay. I'm trusting you. I'm going to show you what's here. After I show you what's here. You're going to have more questions than answers. You're probably going to see more afterwards. I'm not saying I need you to trust me. I'm saying I need an answer. 
I will do my best. This isn't something I'm proud of. This is something that was necessary. And you see that, not necessarily crying, but just has like that watery-eyed look in his face. Beetle, I had to. He was... He... It, not he, it. Left me no choice. Okay. What are you talking about, Easton? And you see a door open in front of you with four brightly lit lanterns. Like, these are fresh. There's constant fire illumination in here. And you see dead center your halfling ally Navian. Wounded. See, he's rather upright, kind of on like a uh, a leftover like piece of barn lumber. As at first, you're just feeling sad, melancholy, almost in that restorative state that you just want to heal him. You see, these wounds are kind of kind of similar to a burn victim see where the wound began where it entered is a very jagged type shape this isn't similar to your sword at all it's almost like a sawzall with many divots almost v-like shapes you see upon the point of entry where whatever this weapon was entered him you've known navian for a while he's known for healing he's known almost priestly the fact that this wound isn't healing and whatever healing he's attempting on it is incredibly alarming He's not bleeding out, but this is an open wound. A very strange, abstract, for whatever reason, cannot be conjurally healed with restoration. It's a problem. What happened, Easton? We had a we had an an evening of celebration. Everyone was so happy that you and Sawyer broke the curse that the miners, the minerals, the laborers, everyone that knew this world before it was this world that they were essentially back, that why not honor that moment with a drink? I am indefinitely still missing so much money from that night, but that's okay. It was good for, you know, publicity, for everyone to notice my pub. But him. And Easton points at Navian. I'm imagining it took a day or two for Courier to get to you. Another day or two for you to get here. So this was... We're nearing a week ago. And he's the only one hurt this way. He's the only one damaged this way. 
Was there anyone in Reynoldton that felt this? Not that I'm aware of. That's my point. Somebody targeted our ally, Beetle. They could be anywhere. They could. It could be somebody in our, our, mine and yours, our town. Between essentially acting as the only sole political figure here, running a bar, being a husband and then being a father, I'm sure you can imagine I don't have that much free time. Are you familiar with the name Harbinger? Harbinger. I don't believe so, no. Why are are you? Is there anyone that would have a personal vendetta? against our friend. Well, as um, as you know, he's a a cleric. He's a priest. He's a figure of all of the good, all of the light, all of the restoration. I would imagine anyone who believes otherwise would greatly piss him off. Or perhaps, as I said, I don't know who, and I don't know exactly why, or perhaps somebody knows that both you and I are close with him, and they're trying to get to one of us. Has Cassius made any appearances here? Uh, um, no. No, I mean, you know, you were, you were there for the, the ball. I was. But. But he has made a recent appearance. Not here, no. No, I never said here. Has any minions of his shown up? I mean, a stray here and there, but you know, just simple walkers that we can take care of. No. Nothing. What are you, what are you hinting at? What happened? We were the night before Benji and I. Beats. Should he know? I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to interject. I've just been kind of quietly sitting aside here. Isn't that kind of just? I trust the man with my life, Benji. Oh. And there will come a time where we will need all the allies we have. I just... I, I wasn't aware, I'm sorry. You're... You're absolutely right. I I didn't know. Okay, uh, please, go on. Do you mind if I examine your friend? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, please, go on. I'm sorry, I, I really didn't mean to interrupt Beats. And just kind of goes for like, he, have you seen like Rhea Ripley try to high five uh, Damien Priest? Probably. Yeah, yeah, where he like reaches his arm all the way up. <laughs> it's a very similar sensation oh, wow. where it's like uh, Benji almost has to like slam dunk <laughs> to just get to your height. Okay, uh, yeah. You guys just continue on. I'll be working here and just. I'm not here. Smart move right now. Do what you can, take all the notes you can. We'll do. We'll, we'll do. go for them later. Easton, I am afraid that history is repeating itself. Go on. The night before. Benji and I started our journey here. Mm -hmm. The city we were in was attacked. 
by what they call harbingers. The elite of elite of Cassius's generals, war chiefs. Okay, it's a. You said it was a small town. Why would he send the best? To... Ah, what'd you do? He is pissed at me, Sawyer. Where the is Oh, Sawyer. Is Sawyer here? Where is he? He is not here. In the... oh. He is with Mazarin's. My apologies. And he is... And the... Not happy with Sasha and Victor. Everything is great between us and... Why? Things between you and I and the names I just mentioned, minus Cassius... Yes, we are allies. Sasha has been turning down Cassius for a long time for some reason. Or he feels that she has been. Like, he's been trying to court her kind of thing. Oh. And she keeps saying... Why, Why Sasha? Mm. She is... Beetle. It's just you and I here. Sasha is very mean. Okay. You're telling me. Oh, so you know. Okay, great, great. We're on the same page. So I was why, like would, why would he be interested in her when she is... Sasha. It's interesting. She says she has no idea because I have asked her that same question a million times. Is she lying? I don't know. If she is, she is very good at it. This is a lot. And it's not your fault. I'm not saying you know, negatively. What I am saying is I summoned you here for a solution to Navian. Your small little out agile jumpy dude He's doing a great job. And you, you look over and you see Benji actually, like, you know, trying to, like, open Avian's eyes. You know, like, checking... You know, he's actually doing a, a pretty good job. Beetle, if I may take you this way. I nod. Looks left, looks right. And he's, like, taking you into absolute dark right now, you know, back into the hall. It's not that I didn't want to tell you everything. I didn't want to tell you everything in front of him. It's not that I don't trust your friend. It's I trust you. Go on. I'm I'm worried about Navy and more. But he hasn't been he, he has not been conscious for a couple of days. However, Caleb has. K-A-Y-L-E-B. K-A-Y. K-A-Y-L-E-B. Okay. He is not as urgent, but... He is in need. I know you're busy, so perhaps I will keep our friend preoccupied and I can send your friend to Caleb with you. Do what you can, Eastern. You'll go and look at Caleb. Caleb. Please, please, if you do find, discover, learn anything, I'm the immediate ear, okay? Easton, between yeah. you and I and whoever you would consider your counsel, 
I highly suggest fortifying this, this city. It's in the works. It is. Truly. Good, good. I don't want to raise alarm, but... Understood. Easton. Yes. Be cautious. Be careful. Be diligent, observant. Not to raise alarm, but it's... I just have this gut feeling that sooner rather than later, things are going to get spicy. Hairy, dicey, and the city will need to be as fortified as it possibly can. I mean, we're we're still working on the holy oil. I mean, some people are getting it, some people aren't, and then there are beats. And you hear Navian, uh, not Navian, Benji calling out from where Navian is. I quickly walk back in. Uh, as you do, you are really getting your first, uh, good look at this wound. Uh, do you want to make a medicine or a perception? It's up to you. Uh, oh, that's definitely going to be a perception. Sure. Thirty. Thirty. Dude, that's great. Uh, as as Benji tells you in, um, it was like I said, it's your first like really good look at this. Uh, you pick up on a couple of things that it's essentially, you know, part of your skill check and thanks to Benji for pointing out is whatever this wound is, you know, Navian is still alive. It's, he's he's kind of caught in this almost like limbo state of he's not necess necessarily dead, he's not necessarily alive, he's kind of in between. And he's kind of in between because this wound, it, it definitely came from a very jagged blade. You know, this wasn't like a, uh, like a clean, like, you know, fencing sword. This was very jagged. And you see, simultaneously, even though most people would generally associate it with medicine in a weird way, that this wasn't meant to clean the wound or even make it better, that this was actually just harmful. There was a lot of fire behind this wound. It wasn't to cauterize it. It wasn't to make it feel better. There is a lot of burnt flesh within this wound. So, um, you know, take that for what it is. Uh, if you want, I'll, uh, stay here or walk with you to wherever I'm not saying he's he's not gone I'll just come with you yeah. see Benji hop down and just kind of wait for you out the door I don't come to and simply ask where is Caleb Right, um, it's weird to say because it's, it's almost like expected that it's like, he's new, he doesn't belong, no, um, he's, he's actually one of the few that I know by name, 
he's fixed some of my chairs, some of my tables. He's he's kind of the uh, the handyman around. But uh, for specifics, where your uh, little dragon, your annoying little lizard friend, when he was at the church, if you just go a bit more uh, a bit more west, um, his is the first on the left. Just don't understood. You know, just don't come in too harsh. Of course not. I think I think you'll see what I see once you get to know him. Okay. Great. And he kind of just goes right past the two of you upstairs. Right back to tending and opens uh, that same door to you to exit. Follow and head towards Caleb. Okay, so uh, Benji by your side? Yep. Uh, yeah, just in general the... Okay, so we're just going to see what's up with this guy and then we'll get, uh, you know, the one that's like me down there kind of figured out. Possibly. I mean, it's been a long time since I saw someone, you know, like my height, right? Okay. Anyways, we'll work on it. As Benji's talking, I'm just walking. I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, I know it's a hard time for you. I mean, the... yes, it's a friend, but yeah, I mean, the... I've never seen a dude like that. Yeah, that sword is really weird. Or axe, or whatever. What do you think it is? A spear? Possibly. A, a javelin? Is it something thrown? And why hasn't it healed over? I think the fire, which normally would cauterize it, and it's caused so much more damage. Not oh. so much to kill, but to torment and to keep the person alive, like but an, in agony. Yeah, like an agony, torment, suffering. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't imagine what it's like to go through, you know? Neither can I. Uh, left of the temple thing, right? Should be right here? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it took a little bit of wandering around. You know, you got to Easton, you know, a pretty fair time in the morning. So we're probably looking like early afternoon-ish now. And what you kind of instinctually feel like is like a knock, knock, knock at the door. Um, you kind of feel unnecessary because you can hear the, the just straight up masculine, almost just hitting against blunt force that wood trauma of a lumberjack type vibration coming from the back of the home. Uh, just open the door and announce myself and Benji. Okay, you open the door and uh, as you enter, you know, it's a pretty, you know, small home. You know, it's maybe 30 by 20 total. You know, simple uh, single size bed kitchen with a back foyer, you know, where you would expect where you are right now to enter it's almost like a like a back porch you know drinking type of area and you see a figure in the back uh, just chopping logs okay i uh, call out uh, this figure yeah you just yell caleb and you see the wood chopping stop act goes in you know the dab of a cloth and you see entering uh, early 20s, uh, shaved head, uh, just human looking fella. 
he's got like a leather workman's belt, a white shirt, you know, jeans are, a, a, you know, just a little ripped. Uh, what's a cat and a Eagle. midget doing in my house? We are sent here by Easton. We All come right. to see how we can help you. I'm fine. Why do you want to help me? Because we were told that something happened to you, like... Nothing. Benji, begin looking at him, please. You have to make sure that he's not as severe as... I Navy don't think him. there's no need, right? That is your personal opinion, but we are doing what Easton asked. Oh my god, that's... Jesus. On Benji's behalf, there's like immediate, like, uh... You know, like when he was fucking around with the trees and the branches earlier? Mm-hmm. He's, like, doing, like, these little flips off of, like, chairs, end tables, furniture. Uh, gets to the headrest that is behind Caleb. Lifts his top lip, so, you know, gums everything exposed. And you see fangs coming down. Is there something you care to explain, Caleb? Don't fucking freak out, okay? I won't. I promise. I'm, I'm looking straight at you. Am I eating you? Are you dead? No. Just don't fucking... Okay. I mean, I have no reason to to fucking lie to you. I don't know. I'm just... Like, you're in front of me, and I'm not, like, licking my chops. I'm not starving. I mean... Okay. Easton, a few other people were pretty pissed at me. Okay? From what they say, I was missing for like two days or something. Maybe three. I don't think that they're wrong because for a lot of it, I was in and out of like my consciousness. <laughs> the. Oh such a headache there are only some things i remember okay maybe maybe it could have been within hours i i think it was the night of or the first day or something everything was just red everything i saw tables chairs people everything was red my heart my heart was pounding out of my chest but there was this, and you see him point to Benji. There was this little dude, but he wasn't like you. He didn't have skin. He was scaled. He had a bunch of needles and like plants or something. He looked like he was in, like, a real rush. Maybe, maybe, like, another eight hours, because the next time I, I was awake, it was like it was night again. But I couldn't. That time, I, I couldn't even stand. You know, it's like I was feeling, it's like I felt weaker, but. But there is less red. I don't know. Because another one of those little dudes showed up. But the second one was real pissed off. You know, the first one was like really chill, I guess. 
Well, the first mad scientist was just calm, and then his assistant or something just seemed to get really mad, and he stormed out. And then I woke oh. up. I'm sorry. It's just after that I woke up. Hmm. Uh, Beetle. Yes. As abstract, maybe unbelievable as it could sound, there are some similarities between that and Elu's story. What I was just comparing to. Could you, Caleb, try to remember where all of this started? What were you doing? Well, I mean, there was the whole, you know, like, Night of the Celebration thing. And that's kind of like where I went foggy. Um... If I could just, um, beats, I could maybe do like a guided meditation for him? Go ahead, I mean, if, it's if, a good if, idea. Yeah, if, if you'd like to join. Sure. I mean, you don't have to, just, you know, something of that nature, you know, it's only, it's only us three, uh, you know, Easton is... Safe enough. Yeah, it's a good idea. And I think we can... And Caleb, if you don't know, here's some information. I think we can all associate that jagged sword in your friend with maybe whatever's me messing with him. a sound assumption. It's just an idea. You know, maybe I'm totally wrong. Anyways. So, uh, Beats, what do you want to know the most? What's most important from, uh, from Caleb's evening? Everything is important at this point. Okay. I guess... Starting off, if it was at the celebration yep. thing, did he feel like his drink tasted different? Was there anyone or anything acting peculiar? Sure, and, you know, like, obviously just everyone that was in mid-March... Or is that more of an Easton thing? Does he kind of, like, take... No, there would be no way to, like, take toll or attendance because people can use false names. I don't think it's an Easton thing. Okay. I mean, I'm just... I, I, I don't mean to piss you off or assume anything. I just felt like, you know, it could have been a possibility. No, no. You've got a valid point question thank you beats and just like hits you with this really quick fist bump and he kind of has to like shake his own hand you just won't learn that i'm a little bit more muscle than I you i don't know huh? what you're talking about so caleb <laughs> take me back to this issue and you know immediately you know you just kind of like pretzel laid, you know, the whole incense lighting, you know, everything like that, and he's, he being Benji, you know, trying to guide Caleb through this kind of almost like spiritual experience, right? Mm -hmm. of, you know, I know it's going to hurt, I know you don't want to experience it again, 
but you know maybe you can just like walk me through what happened and at first there's it's almost communal right where it's like you and benji and caleb are like sharing memories where at first there you just kind of see caleb in like a younger form you know he's a bit more ripped you know a bit less chubby you know he's more of like building big homes instead of small ones he's like okay okay maybe maybe we go a, a bit further than that to like a, a more recent time you can see huh. And, you know, it's not necessarily that, you know, you're, like, looking, like, through your eyelids. It's just, you know, there's more of that mutual understanding between the three of you that there's, like, a communal nod. And further into the future of Caleb seeing a pile, just a pile of this bunch of bodies being burnt. And that's when you speak up, like, oh, that's the cindering. That, you know, we're getting even closer and closer to more recent times. It's like, okay, you're getting there. It's working. Beats, do you see it? Beats? Benji to Beetle? Uh-huh. You see the... Yeah, it's... Okay, we're getting there. Okay, patience. I'm... In no hurry. I want you to do as well a job as you can. Okay. So is this too far back, or do we want to go more forward? Uh, that's a really good question. I don't know. This kind of sucks, guys. I trust your instinct, Benji. Okay, um, and you kind of hear this, like, I do have a kind of version of, like, sleeping powder. We could just kind of explore his unconsciousness. It could give us some more answers. He's kind of close-minded. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Honestly, I don't know. There's just a lot of things that could be going on. Okay, I got this. I got this. Just watch. Well, I mean, don't watch, you know. Stay put. Meditate. Stay where you are. I can guide this. Okay, so Caleb, just keep imagining we're just going to go a little bit further in time. And, Beetle, you begin to see actually when uh, you and Sawyer left Cot's home. that it's getting more and more recent where oh that was just about a week ago because right after that you entered Maddox's tomb right that's like we're almost there we're just missing you know like what happened in about a five day time span of you being in Maddox's tomb to you being in Ronaldton right uh huh and that's Sounds when it's like, yeah and that's when it's not necessarily that you become irrelevant. It's more of like you become a conduit to Caleb needs extra energy to be able to see what didn't happen when he was unconscious. So it's almost in a sense of borrowing your vision temporarily. And Benji is just kind of like you can feel the sensation of nodding, like, okay, we're almost there. And instead of following you down into Maddox's tomb, 
because you know the the dungeon won't answer any of this. It's what happened when you were not in the dungeon. What matters is what took place outside of Max's tomb. And at first you're seeing Caleb's vision of, you know, he's just kind of doing basic carpentry, right? That's kind of what we expect out of him as a handyman. Uh -huh. And you... That's what I expect of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you swear for a second you see Easton go by and then there's a pint right in front of him where it's like, okay, so I did see Easton go by. You know, it's almost like exactly what you would expect. Uh, and then it, it kind of turns into like a blur, almost like a fast forward of, oh, Easton came by a few times where essentially oh. he had a few too many drinks. He begins stumbling his way home, and you know, this is kind of like through Caleb's vision. You know, it's kind of like you're seeing through Caleb's eyes. And as you're looking through his eyes, you see him kind of like just turn to the left, and there seems to be like some sort of commotion at the church. Uh, the same church that uh, Navian, actually, that's where you met him. That's kind of where your story started with him worked at you kind of just like look closely and you know it's hard to make out any big details um beats if you want i could this is up to you i could leave caleb here he'll probably be asleep for a little bit but we could get to the other side of this and see what navian saw Or is this enough? It's a good, good decision. This is enough? Yes? Yes. Very well. Now we'll just take a deep breath and we can all come out of this. Okay? Now I don't want you to feel any sort of... You know, displeasure when we exit because this is rather. Was this your first time meditating, Beetle? Just be honest with me. I'm going to take silence as a yes. Do you want to take my guidance here? Yeah. Okay, so. In honesty, I believe when you open your eyes that. First of all, I don't think that Caleb will be awake. I'm just going to be honest. I, I'm pretty sure he's not with us. Uh-huh. And second of all, I don't want you to uh, lift up too quickly. I don't want you to stumble. I don't want you to fall. I want you to slowly approach going upright, okay? Okay. Okay. On three, are you comfortable with that? And if Caleb is here, then great. Somehow he made it. Okay. On one. On two. On three. And as you open your eyes, you see the small form, this little halfling of Benji, begin to expand and stretch. As you open your eyes, you feel a sword plunging into your chest. As your eyes open wide and you can't believe what's before you, you begin to fall back and just sit and collapse. You look up to what is before you and you see a somewhat similar figure. Not black-furred like you, not as primal of a beast kin, 
This is more orange, white, and black. This is more of a more of a regal tiger presented before you. As you see, this entire this three and a half foot kind smiling halfling transform change shape into this jagged sword wielding tiger that holds its blade into your chest okay. you just had to keep asking questions you just couldn't leave well enough alone what? <laughs> you know, when I saw you stumble into Renelton, I thought to myself, this is an easy target. He's alone. No one else knows him. And then I just watched, right? I just watched. I just waited to see what you would do. And then you talked to Victor. Oh, a chain leader. You must be important. Why would you be so important and all alone? <sighs> Then I see, what do I see? I see this little dragon thing leave you. I see legends, the Mazarins that are dead. Why are dead people hanging around you? I just had, I had so many questions that I just couldn't contain myself. I just couldn't. I had to become your friend. I saw you and I had to know more about you. And I saw this stupid little dinky thing, you know, like... A panther who cares about a dragon? You know, who, who does that? But I guess you do. So, I saw you and I knew. I can't get to you in the tavern. That stupid dwarf is just so loud. Victor's going to catch your attention. Where can I go? Where will you not notice me? The church. You pray? If I pray, maybe we'll understand each other. So that's where I went. I waited. Oh, I was there for so long because Sasha was busy being just a fucking cunt. You know how she is. Victor just talking you off. He thinks he's so cool. Oh, I'm going to save my sister. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do... No, he's a fucking bitch. And then finally, finally I felt... Your embrace, you came through those doors, and that's when I knew I had you. Who would suspect me? Who would suspect someone that's not four foot tall? This innocent little figure that thinks he can save everyone. No, no, not anymore. Not anymore. You thought you saved a little vampire hiding under a church but then you never checked on him the next morning you thought that these people in Reynoldton would look to you like they're not savior but you never looked at who was in front of you who made those kids go missing who injured Navian why were you summoned back to mid-march because while you were busy fucking around with your friend, I was busy causing torment here. Until I fall, your friend is gone. I hope, I hope you feel like a real hero, Beetle. Because you will never measure up. You feel a blade retract back out as you get stomped down into the ground. You feel fire, poison, mental anguish, and venom course through you. I liked being Benji. Uh-huh. Salo is much better. As this tiger-like form retreats in your 
for lack of a better term, paralyzed, trapped with your thoughts down on the ground. That's where we will pick up next session. Yeah. Oh, no. My brain's going a million miles an hour, so I don't even know where to begin. But that's not a bad thing. I don't think you're the only one. No, I'm trying to keep up to what you're saying while thinking what was said, and it's like... We will see all of you next week after this beautiful, grand betrayal. Have a good week, buddies. Bye!